we're not living the, the definition of a victorious life. Well, if you're living wrong, it's because you're seeing wrong. And if you're seeing wrong, it's because you heard wrong. If you're hearing wrong, you know, it's going to mess with your thinking. You've got to get in the Word of God. And the Bible says, Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You're going, to, you're going to get great understanding as you increase the flow of God's Word into your life. Grab a hold of God's Word, make an investment, find the time. If you're too busy to read the Word of God, you are too stinking busy. Okay? And if you're too busy to, to read it, then hire someone to read it to you while you do whatever it is that has you so busy, you can't do it. Amen? Because you've got to get this Word in your heart. You got to do it. Look at, look at somebody say, you got to do it. Grab your Bible, stand up with me one more time. Let's hold the Bible up and make a confession together. Lift it up and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do whatever it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I have a teachable spirit from this moment forward. Shout it out, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord one more hand tonight. He's worthy. Amen. So good to be with you. We're excited to be here. A whole bunch of us have been in Seattle for the week. We've been getting filled up with the Word of God and got all kinds of stuff to, to thrust upon you. <laughs> Amen. I got to tell you, though, I, I like being with you. This is pretty cool, just hanging out together, growing in the Lord. Amen? Look, look at somebody tell them, I hope you grow tonight. <laughs> I hope you grow. Remember in Matthew 15, it, it talked about the things that are in a man's heart, that those are the things that can defile a man, Right? It's, he, he said it's not what comes out or, or what goes into the mouth, but what's come out of the mouth comes out of the abundance of the heart. And it's those are the things that can defile a man. That word defile means make common. You have an enemy who'd love nothing more than to get you to live a common, ordinary life, to, to take you off track with God, just like everybody else. And, and, and how do you realize that the victorious life that God's called you to live is, is going to require you to be uncommon. Amen? It's going it's to require you to be uncommon. You do not want to be normal. Okay? Normal's dying. Normal's failing. Normal's falling apart. Right? Whether it's the family or, or the community or, or the church, and normal is, is just not what you want. Do not accept normal. You want to live the high life that God has called you to live. Matthew 10, 39, and Amplified, it said that the high life's there, but in order to get it, you've got to let go of the low life. But whoever hangs on to it, the lower life, will miss out on it, the high life. Don't miss out on the high life. Let's go for the high life that God's called us to live. Amen? He has qualified you, equipped you, anointed you, sanctified you, set you apart so that you could live a high life, so you could have victory in Jesus. Amen? So let's get an appetite for that. Now I said, let's get an appetite for that. You, you know, be thinking tonight. Now, if there's areas of your life, you know, if your uh, marriage relationship is just normal, well, change it. 
Right? If your financial situation is just normal, change it. If your attitudes are just normal, change it. Don't be a, a, a hearer only who deceives himself, but be a doer of the word. I said be a doer of the word. Daniel 11.32 says, The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. In your King James Bible, the word exploits is in italics, which means it's been added to help you understand that text. In the original, it says it this way, The people who know their God shall be strong and shall do. So you've got to ask yourself, how you doing? You might even want to ask yourself, what are you doing? You know, Kind of like, what are you doing? Ask yourself that way. Okay. You know, what are you doing? Are you living the high life God's called you to live? Uh, are you? Are you going for it? Or are you just justifying the fact, well, nobody else in my block's got it together either, so I guess I'm okay to just go flying under the radar. Don't fly under the radar. Don't try to fit in. Realize God's called you to stand out. Amen? So that people can see the glory of God all over your life. God's going to do something inside of you. It's going to change you from the inside out. And you are going to make a difference. Amen. Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, oh man, what is good. Everybody say good. See this life God's called you to, this is a good life. Amen. I said this is a good life. God has good for you. Right? His plan is to do you good, not harm. Everything about God is good. Good requires a fight. Get, if you're going to have an attitude, many of us are going through life with an attitude. Well, if you're going to have an attitude, get a good one. Right? And just decide that, you know what, my personality, my temperament, touched by the hand of God, can be a good one. I might be a little, you know, dogmatic. Well, then I'm going to use it for good. I'm going to use it for good. You know, and Nehemiah, he said, the hand of the Lord God is upon me for good. See, God's got good things planned for you. Some of you are under the impression that because of whatever you've gone through in the past or whatever decisions you've made in the past, that you should just go ahead and settle for something less than good. No, man, God is trying to show you what is good. He's taking you to a good place. What does the Lord require of you? That, you know, there are requirements to have good. Amen? You know, bad is easy. You want a bad marriage? Easy. You want a good marriage? Y'all sitting there looking nervous. What? <laughs> you want your house? You want to just have a bad family? That's easy. You want to have a good family? Now you got some requirements, okay? Everything is good has got requirements. What are they? Well, do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. We've been talking about walking with God. You need to learn to walk with God. It does not come natural. Because you prayed a sinner's prayer, that, that is the first step, but that is not the journey. Come on, somebody. Right there would have been a good moment to say amen. Some of us think that if we just keep praying that prayer, we can keep living like the devil. No, you can't. There's some requirements, all right? You're walking with God. If you walk with God, He's going to walk you down the right road. If you're on the right road, you're going to end up in the right place. If you're in the right place, you're probably going to have the right stuff when you get to the right place to do the right thing for the right reason, for the right people, and get the right outcome. 
And if your final outcome is, is, is going to be right, then you just need to walk with God. That way, if you walk with God, your final outcome, I promise you, will be better than your current condition. Okay, so walk with God. Amos 3.3 says that if we're going to walk with God, then, we're gonna, then, re, then one of the requirements is agreement. You've got to agree with God. Well, if you're not tearing into that book, how do you know how to agree with God? You know, what I'm learning is that there's so many areas of our lives, and we've been in church forever, it seems like, and, but there's so many areas of our life where we're really not in agreement with God's Word. Good people, great heart, want to serve God, want to love God, but there's so many areas of life where we're out of agreement with His Word. Well, let's get into agreement with God's Word and just see what happens. Think about it. You, you know, uh, your home's blowing up. Well, husbands... Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Agree with that. Wives, be in submission to your husband. Agree with that. I bet if both of you agreed just with that, you'd bring peace into your home. Got to walk in agreement. Now, you got an enemy that's trying to move you out of agreement, trying to get you to disagree. Remember the prefix dis means to push down, press out of all the stress and strain of life, trying to push you out of agreement with the Word of God because there's power in agreement. Right? I said there's power in agreement. It's kind of like having a checkbook with two signers. You run around writing all kinds of checks, but they're not in agreement with his signature, so you don't get it. And then on the other hand, God's written a bunch of checks. He's already signed them. If you just get in agreement and sign that check, you can go to the bank. Come on, somebody. God wants to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to bless you too. John 10.10. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. How many know he's pretty good at his job? I said he's pretty good at his job. You know, I know a lot of people that get stole from every day. No people that are getting beat up and things are being destroyed. But Jesus, that's not what he came for. He said, I've come that you might have... Life and that it may and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus came that you might have an abundant life. Look at that in the Amplified. John ten ten in the Amplified. It says the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that that they may have and enjoy life. Everybody say enjoy life. Enjoy life. Oh, think about it. He came that you might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Have it in abundance. To the full till it overflows. In abundance to the full till it overflows. In abundance to the full till it overflows. Guys, that's the life I want. I want, I want the life that Jesus came to connect me to. I want a life that's so abundant. To the fullest, overflowing, that when it comes to, to any arena of life, I, I'm just, you know, lack has been eradicated in my world. I got life. Think about it for just a minute. Sometimes, you know, it seems like we lose it all over some little thing. You know, it just, you ain't got enough joy to make it over that speed bump. Haven't got enough peace to make it through that one situation. Haven't got enough hope to face that troubling matter. Well, no, no, that's the wrong life. That's the wrong life. You're living the wrong life. 
Jesus came so you'd have an abundance to the full, till it overflows. Well, if you ain't got it, then why don't you get an agreement so you can have it? Let's get an agreement with God. Amen. Well, it's not that easy. You know, really it is. If I'll renew my mind to God's word, I'm going to have that life. He said, I'm going to have that life. You know, this life that he came to have, he told you in the first part of the verse, that life is under attack. Right? That life's under attack. You want a bad life? It's easy. Why? You don't have to fight for that. There ain't no, there ain't no warfare for bad. There, there, you don't have to fight to be mediocre. But the abundant life, to live that now, that, that one is under attack. You, the enemy, he wants your future, your family, and your faith. Your future is not years from now. It's moments from now. And if you're going to have a good future, well, then that future is going to be attacked. It, it, there's going to be opposition there. Think it not strange when all these things begin to come against you. Don't, don't, don't get all weirded out. Yeah, I know people who say, well, it must not have been God because, it, it, you know, there's so much opposition. What are you, nuts? Man, because it is God. You're going to have to fight to get it. Well, I thought if God wanted me to have it, he'd give it to me. You know, the, the grapes of God's blessing are not placed within your mouth. They're placed within your reach. So you got to go get it. Right? Your future, man. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. The hope of the future. You have the hope of a future. But if you let the enemy, he'll rob you of any hope of a future. And all he'll do is point out stupid stuff in your past. Wait a minute. You're talking about a future. Yeah, but my past. We're not talking about a past. We're talking about a future. I mean, if you don't think you think backwards, stop and look at that for just a minute. You can't have a future because of your past? We're not talking about your past. We're talking about your future. You know, you want to talk about the past, then go all the way back to the cross. See that body hanging there. See it going to that tomb and then find that empty tomb and look at Jesus walking down the road. He gave you, a, 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 you know, authority and dominion and resurrection. Hello, somebody. He took care of your past in the past. But your future is in the future. So let's, let's get up and get moving towards that future now. Right? The enemy doesn't want you walking into your future with hope. He doesn't want you standing up and say, that's right. The past ain't got no chain on me. I'm going to step out here and I'm still going to have the collision with destiny I'm always supposed to have. Right? Ecclesiastes 9, 11, the race is not to the swift. The battle's not to the strong. Riches aren't for men of understanding. It goes on, it says, time and chance happeneth unto all men. There's a moment that's got your name on it. It's a collision with destiny. There's a moment that's been impregnated with purpose that God is drawing you into. And if you'll walk with God and get in agreement with God, it won't be long till you have a collision with destiny. And it's, but it's, it's in the future now. So you got an enemy that's fighting your future. He, he's coming against your family. Why? Because, again, we want to break down that power of agreement. If we can keep you stirred up and, and messed up in the home, well, then you're not going to have anything to release to your community. I mean, if you're going to serve God, let's at least get you to do it, you, you know, uh, fighting with your family. Hello, somebody? Have you noticed that families are under attack? So it's common for a family to be tore up. Aren't you glad you're not common? 
It's common to not think there's anything in front of you. Aren't you glad you're not common? Enemy's coming to rob you of your faith. It's common to let go of your faith. Aren't you glad you're not common? Hey man, look at somebody and ask them now. Aren't you glad you're not common? You know, the deal is, is that destiny has called you, not will. Destiny has called you, so hell is hunting you, and fellowship will protect you. And that agreement with God is going to get you in agreement with other believers, and that fellowship with believers and with God are going to be the protection to keep you on the road to destiny and to purpose in your life. Amen? So, uh, you know, when you agree to walk with God, there are requirements. One of them is that you'll be born again. And I know that a lot of us sit here tonight and we're thinking, well, I took care of that. I prayed that prayer. Okay, but are you born again? Has your mind been renewed? Are, are you, are, okay, you were born again. You know, I remember uh, growing up in the church and my dad was a pastor when I was born and an evangelist as I grew. And we were in church every day, uh, you know, most of my life. And a lot of times, twice a day. And I can remember getting born again and getting born again again and getting born again again, you know, again and again. And the fact of the matter is, uh, even this week, I got born again 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 again. And, and you, you know, it's just always doing that. But I, I want to read you a scripture tonight. We put it up there, Second Corinthians thirteen five. Second Corinthians thirteen five. It says, "Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself." Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. But test yourself. Examine yourself. You know what most of us do is we're always looking at other people. See if they got their stuff together. See if they got any junk in the trunk. You know, we're just checking it out. But the Bible says, okay, now examine yourself as to see whether you're in the faith. Does that not say to you, that you might think you're in the faith, but after examination find out, oops, I did it again. <laughs> that you might have gotten off track. Look at this in the message. Same, same scripture in the message. Test yourselves to make sure you're solid in the faith. Test yourself. See, there's what it is. We don't like tests. Because, it, you know, if there's a test, then we got to prepare. <laughs> well, I won't mention any names, but recently a young man went down to the DMV to take the test. And before you drive, you got to do that written part, right? And that's where you're pushing buttons on the screen. Some of you can probably relate to this. You're going to laugh at the unnamed gentleman, but you yourself probably walked in there and thought, I can handle this, and you didn't even look at the book. And because you didn't look at the book, you missed some stupid question. I think it's always funny that people that push the button come out a failure, it's because of a stupid question. It wasn't, that was a very intelligent question that I did not have the answer to. It was, that was a stupid question. Now, just point, you know, just something to think about in, in future 
instances, you might want to say that was a very intelligent question that I was not prepared to answer rather than making the statement that's a stupid question because if you can't answer the stupid questions, what are you going to do when you get to the really intelligent ones? <laughs> you ain't going to pass that stupid test unless you read that stupid book, right? <laughs> Test yourself. Test yourself. Well, right now I'm in a test. Good. Make sure you're on, you know, that you're solid in the faith. Do not drift along taking everything for granted. Does that speak to you at all? Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourself regular checkups. Give your eye uh, regular checkups. <laughs> Stand up and cough. Get a checkup. <laughs> you need first hand evidence. <laughs> Just keep moving. Keep moving. Some of the stuff I'm not saying is really good. Uh, not mere hearsay, but Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. Look at that. If you fail the test, do something about it. Amen. We're just going to leave that up there for a while. Do something about it. Amen. He didn't say if you fail the test, you're going to hell. He said not do something. Change it. Change it. Man, you've been called to walk in victory. It, test, see if you got any. If all it takes for you to not have victory is for somebody to say the wrong thing to you, well, then realize you're carnal. Change it. You might want to start now. I'm just sitting there staring at me like, how dare you call me carnal? <laughs> carmel. I said carmel. <laughs> Make sure you're solid. One of the things the enemy wants to do is depress you. So many depressed believers, born again, spirit-filled, depressed folks. Man, you're making the whole church look bad because you're depressed. Understand, that, that's the tool of the enemy. Rob you of your joy. Steal your joy. Kill your joy. Destroy your joy. Wrong life. You're living the wrong life. Take the test. Go in a closet and do it by yourself. You might have to read the stupid book to pass the stupid test, but come on, get her done. Do what it takes. Do something about it. It is a strategy of the enemy to depress you. To depress you. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Depressed. To deflate your vision. 
your dream, your belief, your faith. It's like driving with a flat tire. There's no pressure. A lot of us are trying to get away from the pressure, but without any pressure, you're flat. Going down the road, too lazy to change the tire. Pretty soon, its sparks are flying. Right? Helicopters have you on the news. <laughs> Going down the road. You running from Jesus. Hmm? Well, one thing, ain't no pressure. Just depression. Just depression. Not solid. Flat. Flat line. Dead. Need to be buried. Where's the joy? Rejoice in the Lord if it feels right. That ain't what the book says. See, you didn't read the book. Now you fell in the test. See, you have an enemy that's trying to depress you. Realize it is his goal to depress you. That's why so much stuff you look at is depressing. So that you might get depressed. Well, if you, if you are dealing with depression, you need to start walking with God again. See, you need to check your faith. You need to examine your faith. Because, you know, you've slipped out somewhere. You know, something's kind of knocked you out just a little bit, and, and, and now depression's got a hold on you. And, and you, 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 you're not representing the abundance to the full till it overflows kind of life that Jesus came. You're, you are demonstrating the, what it is to be ripped off, stolen from, killed, and destroyed. Wrong life. Come on, wrong life. If you refuse, you know, and, and we all know people. None of us here tonight, but we know people, right? We know people who are depressed and happy to be depressed, right? They don't want nothing to do with joy because they've learned to like depression. And they're going to heaven, mad as hell. They're going to heaven. Saturday night. Well, if that's you, take off the Jesus t-shirt, trade in the car with the bumper stickers on it, get something that says, follow me somewhere else, okay? <laughs> it, it, if you're not going to connect to joy, then don't go through life telling people that you are a little Christ. Hello? I mean, come on, get real. If you're not going to be a Christian, then don't be one. But if you're going to be, then be one. And have some joy. Well, what about when stuff's hard? Rejoice in the Lord. Always. You know, well, Tom, I can't believe Tom. Tom, I didn't write the book. I'm just trying to point it out. Talk to God. God wants you to... Not be depressed. 
You know, one of the other thoughts that come to my mind when I think of the word depressed? Wrinkled. Right? Depressed. Unpressed. Wrinkled. Man, you all wadded up. <laughs> you can look at a wrinkled guy's face. You can tell he's wrinkled. He's all, he's all wadded up in there. Look around the room right now. You'll find him. Just kidding. Looks like you slept in them clothes. You know what I mean? You see, ever seen it? Ever seen anybody? You know, you had kids, right? Teenagers had grown up in the house, and sometimes it, the reason it looks like they slept in the clothes, they did. <laughs> Why? Because they're getting up early in the morning. <laughs> they get up and they come out, and you know they slept in them clothes. Well, well some of you guys, maybe that are listening to this tape, have uh, y- you been sleeping? Your garment of praise is all wadded up. You've been sleeping in it instead of praising in it. I can justify my depression. No, you can't. I don't care what you say. There's a cancer in my body. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. I am not going to be happy about cancer. Nobody said you to He did not say for everything, in everything, give thanks. You you get your joy on. Get your joy on. Right? Get your joy. Do not go through life depressed. Be solid in the faith. If you're walking with God, you're going to have joy in your heart. Why? Because I'm walking with God. Hello, somebody. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. You know, the next thing he wants to do, if he can't depress you, or even if he can, he'll move to derailing you. Don't just drift along. You just drift along, you get derailed. Jim, have you ever seen a train going down the trail, but it was totally off the tracks? Todd, have you ever seen a train... Going down the trail off the tracks. Ever seen it? No. That's called a train wreck. It's a train wreck. Okay, when the train is off the tracks, it's a mess. See, some of you guys think to yourself, well, we're just off track a little. That's a train wreck. Think about that for just a minute. I just got off track for a second. We're all dead. (laughs) Man, don't drift along. Stay on track. You get off track, you're toast. You know what's crazy is you get off track and all of a sudden you've got to justify it because everybody knows. You ain't making ground no more. You're just a pile of of bent-up metal and dust. And so you're off track. Now you're fighting to defend the position you're in. You're derailed. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to depress and to derail you. He wants you to have a train wreck for a marriage. 
He wants you to have a train wreck for a family. He wants you to have a train yet wreck for your career. He wants you to have a train wreck for an attitude. Don't get off track. Don't drift along, guys. Don't take this for granted. No, I got to stay on track. Come on, somebody. I got to stay on track. Some of you have been derailed. You have experienced train wrecks in your life. And you realize that it was just one little thing that you took for granted. You thought, well, I'll get away with this. And boom. No, you don't. Look at your neighbor and say, didn't, didn't work. It ain't pretty. <laughs> it ain't pretty. When you... Get off track. Well, circumstances forced me off the mark. No. Choices did. You're not a victim. Stop drifting. I said you're not a victim. Stop drifting. Don't live like a victim. Don't drift. Don't drift. Anything dead can drift down the river. You're going to go upstream, you've got to have some life. Abundant to the full till it overflows life. If you're drifting, wrong life. It's common to drift. Aren't you glad you're not common? Give yourself regular checkups. He wants to depress you, he wants to derail you, and he wants to detach you. Hell attempts to detach you from your destiny. You better give yourself a checkup and make sure you're still connected. Make, make sure, make certain that you've not become detached from God who you're supposed to be walking with. It's the big disconnect. Before you engage, even in sin, you have to disengage from holiness. Before you engage in the wrong thing, you have to disengage from the right thing. Give a checkup. You still plugged in. You still connected to God. You still praying. Or did some sideshow distraction tell you you didn't have enough time today, but you get back to it tomorrow. Give yourself a checkup. You walking by faith or you complaining by habit. Give yourself a checkup. You need some first-hand evidence. Not mere hearsay. Don't believe what your good friends are telling you. Oh, you're all right. It's okay. Everybody does it. Don't buy into that. Uh-uh. You know, don't, don't call your mama and ask her, do you think this would be a good decision? I can call my mother. I love my mom. And my mom loves me. Isn't it funny how a mother loves her child? Nobody, nobody argues the fact that a mother loves her child, but there's something in that statement. Her child. Her child. I can call my mom and tell her anything 
and she'll say, that sounds nice. Don't sit there and deny it. I've tested her on a few occasions. <laughs> well, don't ask it. Don't ask people who you know won't tell you the truth. You haven't. You haven't licensed them to be honest with you. And they'll just. Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're great. You know, do you think I'm a little hard on people? No. Oh God. Did somebody tell you I said something? I didn't say anything. I, I, don't, I wasn't talking about you. It's another guy named you. <laughs> Man, don't go on. Here's, you need first-hand evidence that you're connected to God. Why? Because it's so easy to disconnect if you're not paying attention. So easy to be derailed and detached and depressed by belief systems that you've developed outside and in disagreement with the Word of God. So easy. Why? Because the world embraces all of these ungodly mentalities. The world's excited. Man, the, the world's not, uh, you know, hoping that you make a great life with God. The world's excited about you drifting out there and making them look good. You need first-hand evidence that you are solid in your faith. Now, I'll tell you what, you don't have to look far to find it either. Because voices will be screaming against you. Opposition will be coming against you. Trials and tribulations will be all around you. And you can look around and say, yeah, I'm still on the walk of faith up in here. And if it, if it don't half scare you to take the next step, you're probably not walking with God. Now get some first-hand evidence now. Well, I, I prayed that prayer. You know, we're telling people all the time that if they come to Jesus, they'll have love and they'll have joy and they'll have peace. Those are fruit. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That, that's not the gift. The gift is salvation. Salvation is a gift. But fruit is the product of development. See, and if you pray the prayer and receive the gift and expect the fruit, it won't be long till you're disillusioned because you ain't got no fruit because you didn't spend time to develop the character that would produce that fruit. So we brought everybody in here and said, just pray this prayer with me and God's going to make you happy. God don't even care if you're happy. Love thy neighbor. That's proof right there, God don't care if you're happy because you know who lives next door. <laughs> happy ain't the issue. Joyful is the issue. And that's why the devil moved in next door so that you could test your joy. Get up in the morning, make sure you still have some. Well, then you pass in the test. And if you don't, then do something about it. Don't justify it. Change it. I don't know why I don't have victory. I do because you keep failing the test. I don't know why I ain't got joy. Well, I don't know why we ain't got peace. I don't know why we don't prosper. Well, it's because you're just, just living a carnal life. I know you want to find a group of people to get together and sit in a room and all talk about it together and rub each other and feel sorry for one another. That ain't going to help you. Someday you're going to have to get your big boy pants on and say, I'm going to walk with God. Because if you're going to walk with God, you better have the gear on because he climbs mountains and stuff like that. <laughs> of 
According to King James, it sucketh. Some of the stuff God wants you to do, some of the stuff He calls you to do, it ain't easy. He's leading you into battles you couldn't possibly win. He's leading you into problems you couldn't possibly solve. He's leading you into circumstances you couldn't possibly afford. Why? Because He's, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. You know? Let me tell you something tonight. Now, we are not promising you love, joy, peace if you come to Jesus. We're promising you warfare, temptation, trials, adversity. Read the book, man. Read the book. In this world, there shall be. Shall be. Shall be. Oh, I almost got off track. Well, that would be a train wreck, so I better stay on here. In this world, there shall be tribulation. But hey, be of good cheer. Let me show you what's good. Right in the middle of your tribulation, joy. Uh, right life, uncommon. Aren't you glad you're not common? Because you're not common, you won't be depressed, you won't be derailed, and you won't be detached. You will walk through life with victory. You will have your hand in God's hand. You'll look behind you and say, Good Lord, I see where God was there. Remember David? I look behind me. God was there. I look back at some of the stuff we've been through. And if you still don't believe in God, then you're blind. I look into my future. God's out there too. And I look right where I'm standing and His hand is upon me good so that's why I got joy unspeakable filled with glory because I know walking with God is going to be a victorious awesome journey it's going to have moments when it just hurts it's going to have times when you're scared there's going to be days when you wish you could stop and quit and back up but if you just keep walking you won't be depressed you won't be derailed, and you will not be detached from the loving hand of God. Amen? Let's get the Lord with another hand tonight. Just thank Him for it. Father, we praise You. We praise You, Father. Amen. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Father, thank You for strength. Amen. Will you close your book and bow your head and let us pray with you? Worship team's going to come back and we're going to sing one more time before we go. But as they're coming, just, just close your eyes and, and allow the Spirit of God to just move here and to talk to you for just a minute. If you're here today...